Welcome, friends and fiends. This is your host, film critic and comedian, Nate Wyckoff. And I'm here to tell you about an exciting giveaway that Warner Brothers Discovery and Colton Classic Films LLC has put together to build your 4K Ultra HD film collection on digital. We are giving away four codes which contain digital 4K Ultra HD versions of Rebel Without a Cause, Maltese Falcon, and Cool Hand Luke. These are films that you absolutely must know as a film buff. You can get this code by being one of the lucky four people we pull from our newsletter list. So go to coltonclassicfilms.com slash newsletter and give us your email and your name and we'll sign you up for the newsletter and we will enter you in the competition. That's all you got to do. So please go ahead and do that. The contest ends on April 30th and we will send out the winning codes on May 1st. Thank you so much for being a listener. And here's your episode of Colton Classic Films Podcast. Welcome to Colton Classic. <laughs> Welcome, friends and fiends of the pod, to another episode of Colton Classic Podcast, the podcast where we tend to bring you two thematically linked films, one mainstream and one cult, and discuss them both. Uh, this is a slight departure episode, as we do from time to time, because both of these are cult films. Uh, there is definitely no mainstream film on the block for this pairing, but we've got Double Click. That is the name of our pairing this time, because we have two films featuring uh, the talents of Janice.Click, who, you know, we stand for here on the pod, uh, maker of McMurder and fine bizarro films everywhere. Uh, we have uh, first... We'll have Fleischwolf, which is from uh, Eric Dolan, who is uh, part of Beyond Weird and Beyond Weird, makers of awesome stuff like movies, um, role-playing games, and all sorts of crazy cool stuff. Check them out on Instagram. Uh, and then to pair with it, we have the new first feature-length film from Janice.Click, Attack of the Scarecrow from Mars. I, of course, am your host, Nate Wyckoff, film critic and comedian. And with us this week, we have Greg Johnson. How are you doing, Greg? I'm doing great, but uh, my son's been kidnapped and is missing or something. Um, please call. Please call if you've seen my son. <laughs> well, uh, no. No, I will not. Uh, I will I will not do that, and I'm going to suggest that no one else get involved because it never ends well for those that get involved uh, with kidnapping. Uh, so, and I'm sorry, I think I said Eric Dolan. It's Eric Dolick. Uh, as everyone knows who listens to the pod regularly, I just destroy names, uh, just absolutely destroy names. You can listen way back in the pod and hear Mary Jo Pill from uh, Rift Tracks from Mystery Science Theater just just read me for filth on it and it's very deserved but we also have with us tad mastroni how are you doing tad you didn't ship me the proper amounts of drugs required for this episode uh well that's because we have no budget and with us as well we have mandy longley how are you doing mandy i am tintillated and ready to talk about corn on the cob porn Yay, corn on the cob porn. Well that's going to be for part two this is going to be for part one we're going to talk about fleischwolf uh these it's it's crazy because of course they are uh one is made by janice.click the attack of the scarecrow from mars which we'll talk about next episode and then this week we have eric dolick's fleischwolf starring um eric dolick as well as others and janice.click they both though feel like they fit together like i can see that both of these are beyond weird productions um and released both released by dark 
Apollo video. Again, look these guys up on Instagram, uh, everyone involved. It, super cool. And uh, just to throw it out there, I'll remind you at the end of uh, this pairing that Janice.click also has a Patreon. And for like three bucks a month, you get your uh, name or handle listed in the credits of all of his films. And that's pretty, that's a pretty cheap producer credit guys. So uh, go on and, and dig into that. All right. <clears throat> Fleischwolf. This is a short film, or you could call it a short feature, depending on how short you like your short films. Uh, it's a little, it's less than 50 minutes, I believe, um, but it's somewhere approaching that length. It is a uh, fake documentary. I mean, the term is mockumentary, but mockumentary tends to read as satire, and this is a little bit satire, but this one is played more serious uh, than, than a lot of the Beyond Weird and Janice.click productions. <clears throat> The first off, I have to say the cover is phenomenal. I love the design for the cover of this. The DVD looks great on both these releases too. Uh, but Fleischwolf is about the beyond weird crew in fictional form uh, losing one of their members and uh, Rodney to some sort of dark art and then a cult. And then uh, we lose the uh, one of the narrators of the documentary at the end um i there are spoilers here guys but both of these movies are so bonkers and so out there and so weird in their approach and and delivery that i could tell you scene for scene what it appears to me is happening and you will it's not spoiled it's not spoiled it's like guys it's not going to spoil it and it's not going to help you understand it either yes very much so um and and that's either fantastic or a curse depending on uh your film preferences so i think i think both of these films are definitely going to be for some people and uh and complete uh horror shows in 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 non-positive ways for others I just have to notice, those of you listening, um, you can't see this. If you're watching on YouTube, when I finally get these finished uploaded, which we will have all of our episodes uploaded by the end of the year on YouTube, on our channel, follow it. Tad is wearing a Star Wars shirt that has the Enterprise underneath the logo. Uh, number one fan. Yeah, I. it just brings me back to middle school. Anyway. <clears throat> I... Fleischwolf sort of surprised me. And it's interesting because two of us on this on this four-person panel today watched recently and, and recorded an episode on Legend of the Chupacabra, which was released by Trauma. And uh, we hated it. Uh, we didn't really have a lot of good things to say about it, Mandy, uh, Mandy and I. Mandy, do you remember anything about Legend of the Chupacabra? What I remember is that we voted it worst movie we've ever seen. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, and that's it's, it. And, yeah, and of course... You know, it's interesting because when we did our 100th episode recap where we picked our tops and worst, it didn't fall on my worst because I knew it, it's sort of like that. It's not worse in that I knew what they were going for. It was clear what they were going for, but it's worse in that it's just boring. It's just really hard to sit through. Um, and Fleischwolf is sort of, in my humble opinion, a far, far superior version <laughs> of Legend of the Chupacabra. Uh, did, you, did that flash in your mind as you were watching this one? Yes, but and then I also thought that it was still too slow. Mm. It is It is a little slow. So we'll, let's, uh, let's jump in. Mandy, what were you expecting with Fleischwolf and what did you get from it once you finished it? I mean, I honestly, um, I was expecting it to be a little more like European. 
in some <laughs> some sense Cause, at all. Because of the German name, yeah. <laughs> like at, at all. I was expecting it to be like a little bit more um like maybe gothic or like southern gothic based on the artwork. Um or Canadian Gothic. In, Is that instead you got you got Missouri. Instead we got Missouri. So that was complete surprise to me. Um, but you know, it was not like the worst surprise you've ever had on this podcast. So <laughs> it was fine. Um, and just honestly, beyond it being slow, like I thought that it was like actually quite well done. You could tell there's like a lot of heart there that they were paying attention to like what they were doing uh, storyline wise, production wise, um, the choices that they made. Uh, so yeah, like good effort. Overall. Yeah, I, this is a definite low budget film or backyard or no budget or ultra low budget, whatever you want to uh, coin it, which we certainly touch on here on Colton Classic Podcast. But I will say, Eric Dolik definitely said, okay, they've done found footage films and documentary, you know, uh, mock ups to death. What different types of footage, film, story devices can I put in to this? Um, to this formula to make it less uh, stagnant. And there were some interesting choices and I, and I feel like it did make it succeed, even though it is a little slow. And I think there could have been some reorganization of some of the material to sort of break up any, any minor monotony. Um, but let's go to Tad. Tad, you and Greg did not see Legend of the Chupacabra. We did not subject you to that uh film so i think this one is 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 got a different flavor for you guys what were you expecting with fleischwolf versus what did you come out with uh about the same thing that mandy said and what i got was um what i do know is that fleischwolf is essentially meat grinder and this movie was uh was a brain grinder i could not pay attention to this movie for the life of me I think the only scene that I actually thought was kind of interesting was just the little infomercial that they stuck in there with the meat grinder. And I was like, oh, hey, that's kind of cool. And then it went right back. And then, I don't know, I'm blanking on this. Do I remember seeing someone crawling around on a porch with a, like a yes. headdress on? Yeah, or something. Just, we don't know what it was, but yeah, just, that was a spooky it, scene, actually, to me. It was, it was, it was uh, at least one of the things that sticks out in my mind. But at the same time, I'm like, didn't we film something like this like 20 years ago? Probably, but no one has ever <laughs> seen it aside no from you and whoever we subjected it. And I'll be completely honest: this is far superior than anything we put together for the most Absolutely. part. Absolutely. But anyway. I'll, give it, I'll give it the credit for that. But um, this, I mean, it was slow. This was one of those movies where I just went. Uh, and we'll, I'll talk about my my comments on the attack of the scarecrow from Mars. But it's when when how many movies have we watched where I just go, wait a minute, I would have hacked three minutes off this. I would have just sure. It's the most absolutely. common criticism of of not just independent film, any film, but especially independent film. And I think it's because uh, for all the trouble producers can cause by you know warping a director and writer and and, and cast vision they also <laughs> tend to be the harshest critics when it comes to hey this is overstated it's welcome move on this is um, i think that the problem is is i probably should have watched this first i was so excited to watch a janice.click movie that i watched that first and then i watched this and i think i screwed up in that manner because i probably should have watched this first because my mind was fixated on 
what is done well with the visuals. And I was so mm -hmm. fixated, I went, I, I realized that I had absolutely no idea what I was watching. I noticed that for once, Nate, I don't think you've actually described what the plot is because I don't fucking know what the plot was. So the plot, is, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. So it's a, it's like <laughs> the plot of Fleischwolf is that um, this guy's friend uh, or these, these couple of guys' friends, uh, friend Rodney starts to get into a seems to be cultish black magic thing. There's some video clips that they find that see, appear to have him uh, like capturing and gassing a homeless person at one point um or or he turns him into a voodoo doll it's a little unclear but it's supposed to be unclear it's like found footage right uh and then and then their friend rodney goes missing and they hire a private investigator who appears like he may get killed uh when he tells them to back off that just let it go and let their friend go and uh they end up finding that there's this cult this commune in rural missouri that is uh conduct some sort of ceremony called the blood hunt and where they appear to to kill people maybe we don't really know and there it is somehow tied to this this werewolf-ish creature uh the fleisch wolf uh, which translates in german to of course flesh wolf uh and it is what they call meat grinders uh, for sausage and stuff like that but <clears throat> anyway and then we get sort of a blair witchy end uh it's not the same but certainly i mean you can't you can't have a found footage documentary film that's in the horror genre without it somehow being paralleled to blair witch and that that's fair okay greg what was your expectation of fleischwolf and what did you get having watched fleischwolf um you know i i kind of thought this might have been the more batshit of the two films um but it was definitely the straight man um i wrote yeah. a note about um like it's a like i compared it to like a mockumentary but it's not trying to be funny and mm -hmm. it's not funny i don't think it's a funny film but like i couldn't mm -hmm. think of anything else to compare it to where yeah. it's 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 shot in a documentary style but it's not actually a documentary um yeah, I mean the Blair Witch comparison, it's it's kind of impossible to avoid that now. Um yeah. it's been so long since I saw the Blair Witch and I I remember like looking back and like, oh, you know, it wasn't that great of a film on in the long run. Um so in that way, I think this one, I think this one was pretty good. Um you pointed out the uh let's see right here, the 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 movie poster. I think this might be the more I look at it, the more I think about it, this might be the best movie poster I've ever seen for it's uh, really good. And like if you guys seriously go go to Dark Hollow Home Videos Instagram, um, and it is and beyond weird inks Instagram, you can see not only is the cover great, if you buy the DVD, the back cover is great. I'm not even kidding, it's really great, and the inside cover. The inside cover of the DVD is a whole like backdrop oh, from the film cool. with like the map and the missing poster and all sorts of stuff. I mean, they, they really nailed it out of the park um, on the packaging for and advertising for this one. And it's interesting that you said, you know, because I, I love the Blair Witch, but we we covered it on this pod. We can you guys can all, uh, listeners can go back and check that out. And we talked a lot about it, but it isn't perfect, right? It's mostly famed because it sort of created a, a genre of horror film that's been really hammered into the ground. Um, created some great films like Wreck and some other films like Legend of the Chupacabra that are real, real terrible uh, and weren't worth the $2.99 that I found them at Goodwill. That's not fair. I still own Legend of the Chupacabra. But, <laughs> you know, 
I will say that this one, I knew it was this type of format, but I loved, especially after we also watched on this plot, and Jeff's favorite movie of all time is Hell on the Shelf uh, by, by Mark Polonia. Uh, I'm being facetious, <laughs> he hates that movie. But they did a similar thing, right? And this one did sort of the best, it took the best tricks from like the TV reality show, ghost, spooky, paranormal, cryptozoological shows. Um, and it like finding Bigfoot, ghost hunters, uh, ghost adventures, all those things. It took the best, whereas something like Helm the Shelf kind of took the worst, the static waiting, nothing happening. And this one took like, okay, we're going to have a guy introducing some of the segments, but then we're going to have footage, actual footage captured from other moments or other scenes. Or we're going to have other evidence like photographs that were found, uh, a map. We're going to have live on scene footage, streaming style footage from the person investigating. We're going to have um, leaked audio uh, tracks of the hypnotherapy sessions that their friend undergoes in the asylum once he is relocated uh, and found from the, the commune or cult. And like Which, all of those. Yeah. I, I wonder, I wonder why they, they, I mean, I, I know why it's, it's time and money like anything else, but I, it, it seems like they should have, I think this movie would have been truly exceptional if every single like audio bit or like every single like little documentary, like, oh, we found this tape. We, we have this recording. If those had all been footage that they jumped to, I think yeah. this film would have been really something special. Um, I, I think a lot about, uh, for those of you that have seen the Trailer Park Boys, um, the first like two seasons, really the first season, they have a lot of bits where they come in and they take a voicemail. Like there's a voicemail, they hit it, you listen to it, blah, blah, blah. And that's, it's static, it's boring. And then immediately once they get a budget around season two, three, four, you'll see that every single thing that would have been a voicemail, instead they go over and they have that conversation with someone. Um yeah, so I, think I think this film would have benefited from that. I think you're right. I think they did a yeah, lot with what they had. Yeah, Mandy, I was like, but for the hypnotherapy, like, if you had a budget, that you would painful. have that <laughs> painful. I actually, I liked it, but they have three in a row. And yes, I thought I mean, it was, it was just good. too much. Yeah, yeah it too was much. Good and there was like, no, yeah, it was good narrative, but they didn't break it up. Like Greg was saying, they didn't break it up with anything, mm -hmm. any video, any action, like anything, like tension building, like in between. Mm -hmm to like to to make you more engaged with like the content that they were yeah there. which is sort of why i think if you're someone who watches shows like um what's that? oh skinwalker ranch you know it, it's it's like where they they just every episode is like focuses in on one new piece of evidence or experience or whatever it it really does feel like that but there is like part of the reason shows like that sort of succeed is because they are they are put forward as real and even though this is put forward as real we know it's a movie and so it's a little bit harder to to let it go um that's where i was getting with like the reorganization of some of the material like they it's clear that eric Dulk knew that that was a risk right because even in the hypnotherapy things there's moments within the tape where it cuts to him listening to it at the computer making notes and it's like the effort was made to break it up, but I agree with Greg. I, I'm sure that with a budget, what would have been is we would have gotten security. We would have gotten taped footage of Rodney in the padded room with the two-way glass or like, you know, like something like that or across the table during the hypnotherapy. We would have gotten stuff like that. Um, 
I mean, they they, they, they had the scene where they showed him, quote unquote, you know, breaking out of the mental facility. Which I was that my was favorite. One, yeah, I thought that was one of the yeah. best scenes in the whole movie. Um, yeah, it's creepy. It, 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 it's, yeah, it's creepy. It's, it's exciting. You get to see it happen. There's no commentary. You're just kind of in suspense of like, what's going to happen? And they still kept it in, kept it in like the realist mode with the static camera as though you would have a static cam, you know, a, a security footage would usually be a static camera so we don't see him super well all the time but we see him enough to understand that he's leaving and then anytime you have a human running on all fours uh and and the person playing rodney kudos because you ran on all fours pretty well um it is not easy i i i certainly am not coordinated enough to do it well but yeah i, I agree i think that was freaky tad you mentioned the um the the footage of the person on the doorstep kind of scratching around uh at the lead narrator's uh home on all fours nude and it, that's it's freaky i thought that those scenes were actually quite effective because they the realism actually worked in those moments because it's just a static camera natural audio or no audio and it is what you would see from like a trail cam or a security cam footage etc and some of the other ones worked a little less well. I did though like too, and I think this gets to what Greg was saying, I actually think it's not a new plot, right? Um, somebody falls victim to some sort of crazy, potentially supernatural cult and his friends try to find him and you find, I mean, it's the Blair Witch, right? But what's interesting about it is that they made a good use of building tension by adding new elements of, of weirdness like when they get a map and they don't know what it's for and then you know they use their social media and somebody says hey this is a map of the cemetery that's local and they go to the cemetery and they're going to go to the spot and then there's just a crazy woman in a black robe with a big knife who follows him and he goes back to his car and then she runs to the thing and like pounds on the window and says like that realistic crazy person stuff you know like like it's just a misunderstanding you know she just says a bunch of stuff that it's it added a little element right because it could have been like don't follow don't look for rodney but instead it was sort of like you're like is this related is it not related right because it just it seems like something that a, a crazy person would uh might say and of course i'm not i mean that happens online. to me every time i go to a graveyard so it seemed like normal and i was wondering why i was in the film yeah, well, you're in New yeah. England, so you know it's it's, it's pretty yeah. everywhere you go is a graveyard, you know. Um, <laughs> Basically, so, <laughs> yeah. So I I enjoyed that. I will say, what's interesting too is is because uh, I believe Eric Dolik plays JJ, who is we sort of have two narrators, right? We have the framing narrator, which is uh, Janice Stockplick himself, um, telling the story in sort of a in sort of like a this is unsolved mysteries kind of moment, right? Um, and then we get to JJ, who's like the one that's like, sorry, I'm uncomfortable talking on camera, but here we go, uh, who, who does most of the narration. And the reason for that, of course, is we find out at the end is that one survives and one doesn't. So the surviving one has to be there to sort of wrap, tell the story, wrap the story up. But JJ, he's not bad uh, delivering when he's just sitting in front of the computer, like you would often get those um, confessional interviews in a, in a reality show. But when he's doing the streaming footage, when he's walking with the camera Blair Witch style, supernatural, like, like super space natural, like really, really effective. I actually thought that that was some of the best acting in the film was, was when he was just walking around narrating what he was seeing. And I, I liked the moments 
what's this is going to be strange to hear probably but i just watched before i watched both of these features um the release of uh, alex garland's new film men uh, produ- uh released by a24 and it's i i urge listeners to go watch it it's a definitely allegorical very wild super insane ending um but what's crazy about it is both of these films reminded me of many aspects of the film men because there are moments where realism intrudes on what we know as a movie in Fleischwolf. for example when they return to the scene with their cell phone camera or whatever of where they think they saw the private investigator getting attacked and there's just an old guy there who just is like really ominous and it's just like the trail ends here of course we see like 30 feet of trail beyond Jim Kirby we know that's not the case but what he's saying is that you know for you the trail ends here and I liked that the narrating character of JJ is like okay all right it just seems so natural like have a good day like that's what I would say if I was trespassing or or I'm sure I have said when I found somewhere I'm not supposed to be and I'm essentially being like okay I'm leaving everybody needs to know I'm going uh people love me they'll look for me I'm, I'm heading out and uh there were moments that were just really effective and then there were moments that were probably that were less effective right there were a couple of not line flubs but just line delivery moments and things where if it was a bigger budget sure you would have had 30 takes to choose from right but uh we all know when you're making a backyard movie or 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 a, a, a ultra low budget film 30 takes the result of what you get is not really like i'm not looking for social network here right like i don't want to film that much um i think we're gonna move on to i guess what i'd like to say about fleischwolf is one i actually was surprised i i not that i didn't expect to like it but i was surprised that i thought it was pretty effective for being an ultra low budget film at being relatively straight. Like, as Greg said, there's no humor in this movie. Um, and beyond weird, often anything Janice Click, Janice Click does also often has humor. This one didn't have it. It's straightforward. And I actually think that they did a serviceable job in that. I mean, I have certainly seen plenty of releases that Troma has distributed and produced themselves on occasion just to pull a name out of a, a, a distributor hat that are so inferior to this film um i would love to see some sort of uh some sort of sequel with some new ideas worked in um and i also want to give uh, uh, a huge thank you to beyond weird janice.click dark hollow home video follow these guys on instagram i want to give them a shout out for sending us these films uh i've been looking forward to them uh, all the time both of these films came out in 2022 and uh we'll move on to recommendations i recommend flesh wolf if you like found footagey kind of documentary style um spooky films this isn't going to cause there's no jump scares you're not gonna like leap out of your chair but it's spooky there's a couple of spooky moments hey y'all host nate wyckoff cutting in here over host nate wyckoff's talking uh to say that there was a small audio problem with the final ending of this particular episode uh but i did want to share that all panelists gave a recommendation on this film uh, it's clear that a lot of heart went into it and there's some genuine spooky moments uh, it does have a little bit of a slow pace but that's pretty standard for this kind of uh, 
faux docudrama, documentary, mockumentary style horror film and give it a shot. Please tune in next week for part two, which we're, is where we talk about uh, Janice.Click's Scarecrow from Mars, which is going to be a lot of fun. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Cult and Classic Podcast. This podcast is important to me. What's more important are the rights, privileges, and freedom from violence of everyone in this country and in this world. And that means supporting Black Lives Matter. If you'd like to make a donation, please go ahead and visit coltonclassicpodcast.com where we have a list of places you can donate and help out. And please stay safe.